Welcome everyone to the freeway. It is Monday, January 27th, and I want to bring a message today speaking on favoritism, the way we hold others in higher esteem just because of who they are, what they've done, what they do, their their fame, their wealth, their success, the success as the world has set as a standard, not what true success is in the eyes of God. Um, We will be reading uh, from the New Testament, James chapter 2. We will be reading from the New International Version. So without any further ado, let's jump in and let's hear what the Lord has to say to us through his word. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the day that you have given. This is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, this place, but most importantly, your word and the time that we can share together and spend and look into your word and to hear, to look to see what you have to say to us. Holy Spirit, do a work. Draw us closer to your side. Open up our eyes that we might see and open up our ears that we might hear and help us to be doers and not hearers only. Bless this time. Be glorified, Heavenly Father, and be honored. And we ask, according to your will, that your will and your way be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All righty. We're going to be reading James chapter 2. So without any more time delay, let's read. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, And a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you. But say to the poor man, You stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. Dear one, how many times have you seen... Or heard a story. I heard a story one time years ago. Uh, a Hall of Fame running back, Terrell Davis, used to play for the Denver Broncos. 
I remember in his heyday, it was the mid to later 90s, and he told a story that he went to a restaurant and the owner said, oh, no, I got the bill. I got the bill. And he was like, no, I'm paying for it. And he said, why when I wasn't a fame, why when I wasn't known as being able to run in the NFL, being a, a, a excellent running back, why was it then that you weren't treating me and I was getting free meals, but just because of who I am, you're giving me a free meal? And how many times have we heard where churches have had guests come in, whether that's mayors, whether that's governors, whether that's senators, anything of the such? How many times have you seen or heard that and they get the royal treatment? They come right up to the front and they get treated royally. And listen, there is nothing wrong with treating people who sort of say have uh, clout in this world uh, with respect. But it's also at the, at the expense of another person putting someone else down or pretty much saying, that, oh, because of who this is and because of who they are and because of what they're able to do, we're going to highly esteem them and show favor to them. That's not right. Um, dear one, a true story, and I will not mention names. My son plays uh, baseball, and a few years ago, he was on a travel team that, um, again, I'm not mentioning names. I'll just say that two of the coaches had professional baseball experience. The one actually played major Division I college baseball and was actually on a College World Series championship team. Uh, just a few years ago, as a matter of fact. Won't mention names, won't mention the team. But I used to, uh, for whatever reason, I always, I guess, because I thought that, oh, wow, people will look at me differently. When my uh, mother and father were alive, they lived in Florida. I won't mention what part of Florida. Let's just leave it at that. Their next-door neighbor was a woman and, uh, and her husband. And their son was a Major League Baseball player. I've uh, been retired for years, but now he is a current manager on a World Series team. Won't mention the name, won't mention the team. Let's just leave it at that. But going back to the baseball thing with my son, I used to tell parents, oh, yeah, uh, my mother's neighbors were so-and-sos, and I never met him, but his parents are excellent people. You wouldn't think anything differently about them. You wouldn't even know that their son was a famous baseball player, had a long 16, 17-year career, and again, is a World Series winning manager. Um, I, I guess I felt, I confess, I felt that I had some clout that, oh, I knew somebody that knew somebody, and I met so-and-so's parents, so people were going to look at me differently. Look, I confess, I admit that is wrong. I've gotten out of that. I realized that that was showing favoritism and I was trying to earn the respect 
of this world. That's not to be so. Um, to take this one step further, it's not, I don't get bothered by this, but I've always wondered this. Why when a famous person passes away? I mean, we have the very, very unfortunate situation that happened yesterday out in California where um, the helicopter carrying nine people crashed and all nine perished. And on board, of course, was a famous basketball player, Colby Bryan. And as much as my heart does cry out for his family, especially the loss of his 13-year-old daughter, equally as important were the other lives, the seven other lives, the, the father and the wife and their daughter, and the others that were on that uh, helicopter. Their lives were just as important as Kobe Bryant's. And listen, I am not showing partiality toward anybody. But just because Kobe Bryant was a basketball player, or just because this person was a great baseball player, or this person was a great football player, or this person was a great actor or actress, listen, I don't know about you, but I don't know those people. And yes, I only knew them through what I saw on television. But equally as important were the lives of everyone. We're all called to pass away someday. So when we hold people in this high esteem because of their status in this world, isn't that kind of showing partiality over others? Listen, there are people today who, yes, their father, who their husband, who their wife, who their son or daughter wasn't a world-famous basketball player, but equally as important are the grieving, hurting, mourning people who are mourning the passing of their, their loved ones today. So, dear one, in closing, let's not hold people in this high esteem because of what the world says is success, the standard of success based on what the world thinks. But we ought to hold everybody, whether they make $100,000 a year, whether they make $5,000 a year, whether they are an engineer of a Forbes 500 company, or they're a delivery guy on the back of a trash truck. We should hold everybody with a high esteem because we are all created in the image of God. Dear one, let's not show partiality based on the standards of success that the world has set. Let's show esteem and respect to everyone based on what God says, that every man is created equal. There, are no, there is no favoritism with God, no partiality, he shines his light on the good and the evil. And he's given his son, Jesus Christ, to be our salvation to every man under the sun. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day and we thank you for this time. And Lord, 
We are guilty. I know I confess. I have been guilty in years past of trying to earn favor in the eyes of man just because my family lived next door to someone famous's family. That is wrong. That is sinful. That is impure. And I acknowledge and confess that before you. And Lord, help us not to hold anyone in higher esteem just because of the standard that the world has set on their status, on who they are because of what they do for a living, because of how much money they make, because of what they look like, because of what they're driving, because of what they're wearing. Let's hold everyone in high esteem because we are all created in your image and in your likeness and there is no partiality with you no favoritism, and we thank you and we praise you, Heavenly Father. Father, we do pray for everyone mourning the loss of that helicopter, from the families of Colby Bryant to the families of the seven others. They are all created equal, and they are all equal in your eyes. Just because he was able to play basketball at such a high level, You didn't show any partiality over him toward those other seven on that helicopter. And Lord, we just pray. We pray for each and every family member, each and every loved one, and the grieving and the hurt and the pain and even the suffering of losing their family member. But even more than that, there are people, everyday people, who are losing their loved ones who have lost a loved one just recently. Father, we pray and we ask for your peace and your very presence. And we thank you, Father. We pray for those who are hurting today, those who are lost, those who are scared, those who are afraid, those who are battling anxiety, those who are battling fear, those who are just afraid, Heavenly Father those who are confused, those who are struggling psychologically, emotionally, and physically, Heavenly Father, and for those who just feel like life is not worth going on. Lord, help them to find their value, their worth in this life, and that is in you, in a relationship with you. Father, we ask for your peace and your very presence upon them. And we thank you and we praise you. And Father, we thank you for each other. And we pray for each other in a real and personal way. Father, we pray for our families. We pray for our loved ones. We pray for our friends. We pray for our enemies. We pray for our co-workers and we pray for our neighbors. We ask that you do a work in them, Heavenly Father. That you draw them closer to your side and that you watch over them. And Father, we pray for their families and their loved ones and ask that you move and work in their lives, Holy Spirit, and draw them closer to you. And Father, we pray for one person in this world today, one in this world, to turn from darkness into the light, to encounter you, Lord Jesus, in a real and personal and intimate way. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for your love. 
We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your refuge and your shelter. And Lord, we thank you that you love us and help us to love you. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And together we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear one, have a blessed and awesome rest of your Monday. And again, as James said, do not hold people in higher esteem just because of who they are. Don't show partial ality to anyone just because of what they're wearing, what they're driving, what their job is. Whether they're an engineer or a president of a company or a trash man or a person, I don't, don't hold people with partiality. Hold each and every one in high esteem because they are created in the image of God. Amen. Amen. Have an awesome day, everyone. Until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen.